Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 109. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hi, girls. How are you guys doing? Hello. I was hey. usually write down every episode and I was like, oh, I, I didn't write it down. So now I got to write it down. So I didn't get <laughs> this is probably why I was like too behind. <laughs> Honestly, I should keep I just I rely on the both of you to know what episode we're on because I am forgetful. Although <laughs> I, I have a little journal with me now that I used to write down like random thoughts and stuff like that and I started doing that because in my class my professor was like hey you should probably do this because it's going to help you and I am going to ask like a little bit like something like take a picture of your notebook and that you've written in it and I was just like well I guess I can do this and just write random notes in it so I've been doing that and I'm like I've kind of filled it up like a third of the way oh that's good it's small, but I just like, I didn't realize just how much I write in my head mm. and I don't write down like anywhere else until I was doing it. Like a phrase that I was, that I just thought about in my head that I really liked. And I was just like, oh, that's a nice thought. And then boom, I just move on. Yeah. But now I've kind of started like thinking like maybe I should write that down uh, for like as a source uh, mm-hmm. for something like oh god there was something that i had that i had written down let me see oh yeah like i i don't know i had just been pensive and i thought like i look at my life and i am lost in a sea of nothingness and i was like oh that's a good thought i'm fucking writing that down (laughs) i'll use that i'll use that later i'll probably use that in a villanelle that i have to do like in a week or something like that that's a good repetitive one that i can use that's awesome. Um, Eddie used to do that. He used to carry a little notebook with him everywhere we went. And um, he would uh, have like thoughts that he would just write down or if he had an idea for a um, for a collector's or anything that he was working on, he would carry it with us everywhere. And mm-hmm. he would I would we would go to the Target or to the mall and I would be shopping and there he'd be sitting writing in it. So, um, and it's, uh, uh, what do you call it? A um, tidbit of advice that Stephen King actually shares um, in his book on writing, where it's his nonfiction book that he uh, wrote on how to encourage um, potential authors uh, Mm -hmm. and creatives. And um, it was to always write your stuff down, always have a Always have a journal with you to write down and always have a book with you to read. And I used to do that for a really long time. I would carry books in my purse so that he's like, you're, you would be shocked at how often you have the opportunity to read a few, a few pages. And he was right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, every time I anticipate standing in line or whatever or waiting somewhere, I always take a book or a comic mm-hmm. or something. And that's actually how I get um, my comic book reading done. Um, so, uh, like, for instance, if I'm going to go to the doctor or if I'm going to stand in line at Monkish, and I used to share those pictures like, oh, really? Yeah. Line at Monkish. Yeah. Um, so that that that's that's actually very true. 
Um, I used to write down stuff in a notebook too, just because I don't know why I, I don't want to be a writer. I just wrote stuff down and I honestly, I haven't reread it, any of it. I just, <laughs> I just wrote stuff down. Uh, um, so I think one time I did find a book and I read it and I was like, what the fuck was I on? well I actually did used to want to be a writer after I wanted to be a secret agent spy um (laughs) makes sense and um started multiple stories when I was young um and when I'm young like in high school and in college and even out of college I started writing a book with a friend just like we would like I would write some and she would write some and we had this like idea and then somewhere along the way as life does it got in the way and I completely just let it go and also you want you know what it is a hundred percent I used to read I used to always be in the middle of reading a book a hundred percent a hundred and fifty thousand percent social media and the iPhone fucked that up for me you know what? Yeah. I completely agree. I used to, I mastered the art of walking and reading at the same time. Mm-hmm. Use my mm-hmm. peripheral vision a lot to not bump into things. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. thought I was weird, but it was like, well, I was in high school. So like when I was walking the halls, I would just like have time to read and I would read. And that was one of the, my mom's most famous uh, things that she would say to me was like, is that book really that interesting that you can't even have a conversation with me and you have to be reading your book? <laughs> and then the answer I, is always yes. And I told her, I said, you know, if this was in the Spanish version, I would totally get it for you. So you know how freaking amazing this book is. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, also I wanted to let the um, listeners out there know that um, I was actually sick on Sunday, so we weren't able to record on our normal schedule with the release date of Tuesday. So that's why we're releasing this episode a little later. I apologize for that or any, and then and then I went and posted a, a, that I was putting everything away from the Las Platicas studio. So that kind of coincided. So I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to mislead you guys. We're still here. We're still doing this and we're going to be here for a long time. Yeah, I, I saw that Instagram post and I'm like, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I was all like, oh, whoops, guess my Sundays are free now. <laughs> it's like, what is Sarah, what's going on with Sarah? And, and it was really cryptic because what happened is I got my injection, my first injection, uh, uh, the Morena, Marina, Ma- Moderna, 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 yes, Moderna, yes. I got that on Wednesday, and then uh, Wednesday, like an hour later, I started feeling like like crap, like really, like super lethargic. I was on hold with an insurance company, and I fell asleep on hold. Yes, that's how that's how tired it made me. And then of course my arm hurt, and I felt a little vertigo too. So on, on Thursday, I still felt a little weird. And then on Friday, I felt a little bit better. So I was like, really, you know how when you start to feel better, you just want to do everything. Yeah. So on Saturday, it was my mom's birthday. And I thought, what better way to kind of honor her life than to do what she used to do on weekends, which is garden. Yeah. Uh, do laundry and clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> so there I go at 11 o'clock. I take a shower and I start I did like five loads of laundry. Wow. I, um, and, and one load for you, you have like a freaking monster machine. Those are some huge loads. 
Yes, and I filled them up because I also did all the linens and mm. the la cobijas because I put them yeah. away because it's hot now. I was and, just thinking of doing the same thing. Yeah. And the towels and stuff. So like yeah. five loads. And uh, so I was doing that. And then I, Frank and I were cutting the grass. We were weeding. Uh, we were day drinking. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw you had your micheladas out. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and I planted a tree. I mean, I went balls out. And then I, I um, cleaned the kitchen. So I did a lot of that. So on Sunday, my body was like, bitch, you thought you, <laughs> you, thought you could do that? I don't think so. So I woke up wow. late. My, and then I'm telling my husband, I'm like, I feel really, really ill. Like, I feel really tired and my body hurts. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. He's like, I'm going to make you some soup. So he made me soup and I ate the soup and then I fell asleep. Mm. But before following mm-hmm. this, I put a, a I put a, an alarm so I could wake up for our meeting for a period network meeting. Alarm went off, and then I was like, I cannot do this. So I withdrew from being on the meeting, and then I said, Okay, I'm gonna put my alarm so I could still record at four with the girls. O- around like three forty-five rolls around, and I still felt like crap. So I was like, Girls, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna have to. I can't record today. I'm so sorry. And so then I, and then after that, I went back to sleep. <laughs> it was fine. I wasn't even home. I was like, God damn it. Like, cause I, I we always do like errands and stuff like that. Uh, like early in the morning. And usually I'm back home by the time we're recording, but this time we're like, no, we are going to be here all fucking day. I didn't get home to like seven. So I was oh, just wow. like, well, rip. Mm. <laughs> and I, so, my, yeah. Um, my niece is moving out of state, and so I I took her to the antique fair to spend time with her in a safe, like outside environment. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I had to take her home, and that's why I, I was gonna miss the meeting. But planned ahead of time that I could be back in time for the recording. But then you were like, "Oh no, I can't make it." So I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, it's kind of I did my nail." nice so yes uh, apologies to the audience uh, but sometimes this stuff happens and I'm so glad that my co-hosts are flexible enough uh, to be kind enough to say okay you know what feel better get some rest you know that kind of stuff so yeah but by Monday I was feeling so much better just so much better well you're making me nervous because I got the Moderna um, shot this morning Oh my god. <laughs> but you know what? I had my symptoms like an hour later. So if you don't feel anything now, I think you're fine. No, during I was telling Eddie during the day at work, I was feeling kind of overheated um and super hot and sweaty, but also it's getting hotter and I can just it was like in the 80s or something here today. And yes. um and so I don't know if it's that or not. And everybody, no matter what shot they get, are saying that um, being super lethargic and tired and achy is um, th- is what they're experiencing, and I'm like, dude, that's my baseline. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm fine. <laughs> you know, and people told. I mean, everybody that got their shot told me this. You know what they experienced, and I was like, not me. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna feel like that. You know, because mm-hmm. my supposedly my tolerant quote unquote. My tolerance is up there, but no, man, it really wiped me out. And then being outside in the sun, I think just kind of like did that. So, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I got everything I done that I wanted to do. So that was on a plus side. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, what can I say? 
Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, should I not do my miles tomorrow? I guess I'll see what I feel like when I wake up. And then instead of running, I'll just walk and see how that makes me feel. But yeah, my arm, I didn't feel it when I got the shot. Um, my arm has progressively gotten sore uh, throughout the day and I can feel it now, but very, very minimally. Um, I got a regular flu shot a while back and that one hurt my arm so bad for like at least a week. I couldn't even touch it. So this is nowhere near that for me. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I'm, I'm waiting for my superpowers actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, when I was feeling lethargic, I'm like, that's just my body making antibodies. Like it's okay. Like just, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And then after work, I just, I just passed out too. Like it was just really, yeah it was tough and I think maybe the day drinking didn't help either <laughs> so, yeah. so, so but anyway I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling much better uh physically I'm feeling much better I'm a little hot because of the weather um although work has just been ugh, uh anyway I hope that can be resolved <laughs> soon but here we are recording our 109th episode girls wow yeah Yay. Yay. Us. Made it this far. <laughs> You've come a long way, baby. <laughs> Do either of you know where that comes from? No. Oh, no. is that the Virginia Slims? Yep. Is that where it came yep. from? It's the Virginia Slims marketing. Virginia Slims. Um, it's the uh, tobacco industry's way of marketing to women. Yes. And they made fancy, cute little skinny cigarettes and called them Virginia (laughs) Slim. Um, I probably inferring that if you smoke them, you'll lose weight. Um, And um, they marketed the fuck out of it to women. Yes. But I didn't think the slogan came from them. I thought they got it from something else, but I guess I was wrong. So you've come a long way, baby. Look at you now. You were barefoot and pregnant and now you can smoke and get cancer and die. <laughs> well, that took a dark turn. <laughs> Just be that way. All right, guys. Now, because I'm ready. I had a b- rough day. I'm ready to pound some, <laughs> pound some chelas. What time is it, Kristen? Es la hora de la, la cervecita. Oh, this is a beer thug life beer. Yes. Oh, nice. Wow. So today we are drinking Mestizo. And it's such a cool can. I really like this design. It is. Um, so this looks like it's a collab between Brujeria Company and Beer Thug Life. Um, And it is a DDH hazy IPA. So DDH is what? Double dry Dry hopped. hopped. Yes. Yes. I pulled that out of nowhere. (laughs) Double dry hopped (laughs) hazy IPA. Yes. Oh, this is going to be. Actually, no, wait. I usually like all of Beer Thugs Live. Me too. uh, Beer Thugs Live beer, including that one uh, that they made previously that I also thought I wasn't going to like, but I actually ended up really enjoying. Their so, cheers, motherfuckers, is so good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I think they just released a new canon to Hatchapi, but I got to just uh, make sure of that. But he's been churning out a bunch of beers, so much so that I can't even find them. Like really? I had to go to I had to go to Bellflower to find some of these other ones um, mm-hmm. that he put out, which I didn't share with you guys because I drank them all. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, he's been churning them out like crazy. And uh, it's been really great. Like, uh, I never was able to get a hold of that collab with uh, Beer Thug Life and Crowns and Hops, oh. which I still kick myself for. And that was F2020 times three. That's what it was called. F2020. Oh, times three. <laughs> yeah. <That's funny. laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, this is a, um, uh, like we said, a double dry hopped hazy IPA. Uh, and it has a um, ABV of eight point five percent. So I Not actually. Not bad. Uh, I like the wraparound art. It's very, very Latino. Yes, I li- it is. I like- I like it like this very interested this, yeah this is really awesome like you could actually have this tattooed on you it looks super cool mm, it smells very fruity yeah there's no real information no on the there's not and i was looking online too and i didn't really see much so we're going in blind, blind. <laughs> we're going in raw <laughs> <laughs> that's a different podcast yes <laughs> Mm, I really enjoy the smell. Oh my god, this is so good. Wow. This is not what I expected. I expected a sharper, heavier taste. But this is so good. It is. I taste pineapple Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. peach. And what else? It's really good. I do get ooh, what is that? I taste I kind of taste grapes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like changing as I like. No, it's. What is it? It's it's like a tropical fruit that's not pineapple, but I don't know what it is. I I would never be a good chef because my palate is like like I know what it is. I know what it is. My palate. It's just like my my uh, bar trivia knowledge. Like I'd be like, oh 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 yes yes I know what it is I know what it is, and then <laughs> like the buzzer goes off and I never I never comes out. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, it's it's uh, brewed with Citra, Sentinel, Simcoe, and Amarillo. Um, I'm I'm assuming those are hops. Yeah, those are hops. And uh, you could actually still find this. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at the wrong one. I clicked on it and it sent me somewhere else. Oh, okay. You could you could still buy this on at Craft Beer Kings online, so it's still available, guys. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, no, it is. It is correct. It is uh the. It just says double dry hop, uh, hazy double IPA, and but it doesn't give us any of the. Uh, um, um, of the uh, hops or anything listed here. Uh, let's see if I click on that. Oh no, I'm so sorry. It's sold out. I just clicked on it and it just sold out. <laughs> oh my God. We have no information and it's sold out. Darn it. <laughs> so it's very, very yummy and you'll never know for yourself. <laughs> 
I'm assuming if this did, if this does really well, sometimes they do like a re, yeah, uh, uh, when they yeah. take it, uh, send it out again into the world, which it's true, which we hope they do. Like they did, really like good. how many, how many, like how uh, very popular comics have second, third, fourth printings. Like how many printings has Cheers, motherfuckers had? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it doesn't give us any info. Oh, womp womp. But no, it's, it's not even on their collab page uh, anymore. So I was looking to see if they, uh, if there were any, um, if there was any more information. But interestingly enough, they do have collab. Brujeria Company has a lot of collaborations with other. Um, breweries and um, they sound really cool there's one called Madre Tierra um, and that's with um, that's a collaboration with Dry River Brewing Company in Los Angeles they have one with Border X Brewing and you know we were oh, big we fans of Border the- X oh, yes. and that's um, that beer is called X Balanque um, and that is an American brown ale made with Maya nut from Central America Ooh, nice. Ooh, oh, we should get our hands on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a collaboration with um, dry, another collaboration with Dry River Brewing called Diosa Salvaje. And uh, that is a Belgian passion fruit ale. Oh my God, they had me at hello there. Passion and then fruit. <laughs> there is a collaboration with Sanctum Brewing Company called astral plumes and they are out of pomona and it's a belgian quadruple using 50 pounds of cinnamon bread and 40 pounds of plum puree wow so uh and there's the last one called curvas and that is also with dry river and it's a cherry sour um including cherries that were picked from a cherry farm in Palmdale. So those are all really cool collaborations and they all seem to um, be with breweries that um, also uh, have a Latinx flair. Nice. Yeah, this definitely you can, I mean, obviously by the name Mestizo, but the artwork is really just really captivating. And I wish they would have put who did the artwork because it's really quite beautiful. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, that would have been great. Well, I don't know what what's that JM right there? Is that uh, I can't read? It's very small. It could be, but it doesn't have a reference um, online. So, but uh, as far as I can tell, this is a delicious beer. Johnny Melendez, I think, is what it says. Um, graphic design. Oh, nice. Oh, that wow. is. Uh, you with the with my naked old lady eyes, I couldn't make it out. I had to take a picture of it with my phone and make it big. <laughs> but my phone, it was not it's not light enough in here, so it was bad. But it, I could bear I can make it out barely that it says Johnny Melendez. You know so uh, what the artist? Oh, nice, nice. Well, Johnny Melendez, you're doing a wonderful job. That is, this is a very attractive can. I, I I dare say, I really love it. It just it's uh, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just really it's actually really moving like sometimes the reason I get beers is because of the can art and when people go out of their way to design a really beautiful can um, it it just shows the the craftsmanship behind the brew 
that you're gonna that you're gonna drink so yeah so I am really excited that you guys tried this with me I really really love it are we ready to rate it yes so just as a reminder to our listeners out there we have a five point rating system where one out of five is flaccid two out of five five two out of five I do that all the time is initial three out of five partial a four out of five is a full, and a five out of five is a rigid. And in those rare occasions where it is just off the charts amazing, it is a six out of five Super Saiyan. So, Sarah, what is your rating of Mestizo Beer Double Dry Hopped Hazy IPA? Well, the taste alone with all those fruit notes without it being too bitter or too heavy on the tongue, just really it almost a juice kind of consistency. I would give it a rigid, but because of the can art and how attractive it oh. is, I'm going to go Super Saiyan on this one. Oh, my and, God. And the reason <laughs> also I'm going Super Saiyan on this is because um, I took it out before we started uh recording so it's been out of the refrigerator and it's sort of almost room temperature and it's delicious af af <laughs> uh-oh um so yes um that's why i'm getting it a super saiyan it's holding its flavor even though it's becoming room temperature and i love that for some reason my can did not come out cold and mine is also becoming room temperature plus it's really hot out and um uh I was thinking the same thing. It is retaining its flavor. And the the palate notes of most beers change as they warm up. And uh, I actually also enjoy it um, as it's warming up. So this is Kristen. And I am going to give it, I'm going to give it a full, um, a four out of five. It actually is very, very fruity. It was, it was very uh, surprising to me at how um, unique of the flavor it was and how uh, forward that fruit flavor is. Usually I'm having to search for it and I didn't have to. Um, the, the, the hoppiness didn't come at all in the first one or two sips for me. And now it is all I can taste in my mouth. And so that's why, <laughs> I'm, that's why I'm leaving it at a full um, I really enjoy it. I would definitely drink it again. But um, yes, I feel like I chewed on a lemon rind right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to give it. I'm honestly a little torn between a partial or a full because I I enjoyed it. Uh, and this is a double dry hopped one, which is usually yeah. something I do not like. Yeah. I do not really like very hoppy beers. But it's it's very flavorful. It's very fruity. You can taste more of the hoppiness as you're drinking it. At one point in time, that's all that, like, as I was sipping it, that's all I tasted was the hops. But then I, like, stopped drinking it for a bit. And then I took another sip. Uh, and I could taste the fruitiness again, which is an interesting uh, experience in and of itself. So this is kind of very much, a, I think, the sipping beer. Be like, you don't want to, like... Uh, or maybe you do want to chug it, Emma. <laughs> I guess that is what he is known for. <laughs> but it, it goes down really smoothly. So I think I'm going to give it a full as well. Because honestly, it's just very surprising that I like a double dry hop uh, hazy IPA. So uh, I'm going to go with a full. 
Excellent. That's pretty amazing for Jen. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy because uh, for a while we've been drinking hazy IPAs and or just IPAs in general. And I'm just really glad that she liked it. So uh, salute uh, or as as uh, as beers like life would say, cheers, motherfuckers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. All right, guys, it's now time for Chisme de la Semana. And today I have some Chisme. First of all, today is March 31st, and we all know what today is. It is the release of Godzilla versus Kong. (laughs) 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 I'm so excited. I watched uh, Kong, uh, the movie, the one with Samuel Jackson yesterday. And then before that, I saw... There was a Kong with Samuel Jackson. I had no idea. Yes. (laughs) Is this the one one with... Oh. When they the go woman? to Skull well, that Island, that came out in 2014, right? Yeah, they came in. They, yeah, they went to Skull Island. I think. Yes. Okay. I never saw it, but I know what you're talking about. I oh, I love it. I love it. And also, I I saw Godzilla. Uh, I saw that one too. Uh, so uh, the day before that, so um, I'm all ready to watch it. Like uh, we thought it came out on the 30th, but no, it's the 31st. So we were really disappointed last night when we tried to watch it. So oh, after, on HBO or where? Yeah, HBO. Okay. Yeah. So to, after we record today, I'm going to go watch it with my husband. So I'm very excited about that. That's uh, my cheese but I also have some more cheese guys. So <laughs> as it turns out, Marvel is choosing Penguin Random House as its new oh. distributor. Quite yeah. upsetting me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, Kristen, doesn't Heidi Ho have a Penguin account, though? We probably do. We have so many accounts that have rolled over since they had been in business for so long before we even took over. We went through so many paperwork um, file folders that they had accounts with everybody. So, Mm. I mean, we probably do. It's probably been defaulted though, or not defaulted, but like closed just for no, not being used. So Mm -hmm. uh, yes, this is, I, I have flashbacks of the lunar thing and I just, it, I understand that uh, it was um, easy for people to just go to one place. And I understand the need to, you know, diversify and all that stuff, but it makes things just kind of more annoying and like extra steps for me. And so that is why I am against <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and you know what? When it's I about all the good stuff it brings. If it makes more work for me, I'm against it. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, for instance, like when I read this news, because uh, for those of you guys out there listening line who don't know, the major distributor and the only distributor for many, 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 many years has been Diamond Comics. And um, we've all been salty about Diamond because most of the time uh, I worked for Diamond Comics and it wasn't a good company to work for as an employee. Also, uh the way they ship their items to the stores, they get a lot of damages, you know, off the bat, what, you know, and and that could be really frustrating for local comic book shops, you know, that have to return the damages and then wait for them to ship out, you know, the, the amount that they're missing or that has been damaged. So um, for me, it sounds like good news because uh, that way you don't have to depend on just one person for the shipment of your books. 
But when I did read the news, it did give me flashbacks about when uh, when Palmetto GBA was had given up their contract to process Medicare claims, and then now it's Neridian. And oh my God, did that create a clusterfuck? Yeah. It took about three months into the year uh, to even start to get pay- payment on these claims because there were so many errors and transmissions and all that. So. Sorry, sorry, Kristen. <laughs> My deepest sympathies. Yeah. But at, well, at and the, the same thing, time. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say the thing is, is that Marvel is well known for going balls to the wall on variants. And ordering oh, yeah. uh, is just already um, crazy, uh, no matter what process you use. But. Um, we are two different stores um, under one umbrella. And um, right now we only order DC books through one Lunar account. And so um, my DC ordering is completely blind. I have no idea what the books look like or anything like that. And if I have to do that for Marvel, I'm just, I'm throwing my hat in. (laughs) (laughs) there's there's no way that that is in any way shape or form going to be um easy and so i'm just i'm i'm trying to stay positive i don't know what it's going to look like i don't know what um the process of transition is going to be so i'm just trying to stay positive and hope that it is not too big of a of an ordeal to make that change and i mean there's no way that we can't not have Marvel. Like with DC, I was like, whatever, I don't read. <laughs> but Marvel uh, is another story for me. So, well, yeah, this the interesting thing though is that I get moving to a different distributor, especially since you know, like Diamond and everything that it entails and just how messy it is. And the thing about Penguin is that it is, it's a very prominent publishing company that knows what they're doing. Uh, The thing is, I don't think that they are going to be kind towards single issues. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that they're going to want to eliminate. Because the Penguin, Penguin sees the benefits of graphic novels. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why Penguin itself as a, as a company was just like, oh, hell yeah. Like this is like graphic novels. Yeah. But smaller print stuff. That's not exactly something that they do. Yeah. Uh, so I, if anything, I think this might be the sign of like mm-hmm. of a push towards Digital. more graphic novels graphic than novels. the single yep. than the single I, Everybody is a hundred percent echoing that sentiment, um, and it started when um, people who already have a Penguin Random House account started. Um, uh, like getting excited over the fact that they are um, that their books are returnable, and the first thing they did was come out and say, "Yes, the books are returnable, but not single issues. Single issues will not be returnable." Wow! So of course that was um, a big um, like oh like womp womp type thing because people were excited, but the fact that. Um, the graphic novels will be returnable that is a positive that is one of the positives that i see because that mm-hmm. means that we could order heavily more heavily on books 
um, with a little bit of a safety net, knowing that if they don't sell, we can return them for a refund. So that definitely I uh, look forward to being able to um, stock more books that we may not have necessarily ordered higher on because uh-huh. of the fact that we didn't want to take that chance. That and like it also offers return of like more of a you can invest more on more lesser known stuff like Weird World Volume One. That series was fucking great. I loved mm-hmm. it, but nobody knows a lot about it and nobody orders a lot out of it. Yeah. So, but that is a book that you could like keep in stock and be like, hey, this is something that we can order heavily on and try to sell. Yeah. Kind of Shout thing, out you know? to our very first Las Platicas before it was even called Las Platicas when we interviewed <laughs> Sam Humphreys back in the day. I don't even know what episode it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the writer of yeah. Weird World. Mm-hmm. oh <laughs> i remember those old days we did it. <laughs> yeah and um this uh, will be, be beginning in october uh, 1st of 2021 so you have a few months Kristen. And i for know those, the <laughs> months fly by they sure do though they sure i know do. i still feel I like already, 2020 i know i was already like okay i'm doing another whole 30 eating challenge in april I was like, okay, so May is going to be like, okay, I can eat and drink and do this again. I'm like, fuck, May? Like, the year's already half over. That's the fifth month of the year. Then June's my birthday. Like, that's literally half of the year. (laughs) Like, it's going so fast. And how can time fly so fast when I'm not doing anything sitting on my couch the entire time? Oh, my God, for sure. Like, I was just just telling uh, Frank, because I, excuse me, I got these I got these walls, these wooden walls off of Craigslist for free to mount artwork on for art shows. And I only got to use them once because (laughs) then COVID. And um, the thing of it is they're in my backyard and they're covered and everything, but I feel like they're going to rot because it's wood in the rain and weather and stuff. Um, So, and I was telling him and I said, I can't, I'm so tired now without going anywhere or planning any events. Like we should just dismantle them because I just don't feel like I can pick up where I left off before COVID. Yeah. And the and the time is just flying by so fast. And I just either I fucking get with it and start working out in order to host events like that in the future. <laughs> but honestly, like you've got to you... work out to, to be a good host. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, here's the thing is that it is you kind of do you have to get back into practice as to like how you interacted with people because um um, today uh (laughs) so we actually went to go see Godzilla versus Kong in the movie theaters because my little sister wanted to go and she's like I bought tickets and then I was just like oh I don't want to go I don't want to leave the house but then she's like I already bought them and I was just like well damn that's money spent so I gotta go and I had fun I had fun going to the movie theater but after the movie theater was done and like we were at a mall and everything and the mall was open uh and we were just like let's go like grab something to eat uh real quick but after a while I was like exhausted Mm. I was so like I like I'm like genuinely exhausted and I wasn't even out for as long as I used to go like when we would do that when we would like come up go to the movies and then like get something to eat and then like go shopping in the mall and stuff like that and then maybe like uh hit up someplace else uh and like see what but like already within like the hour I was just like man I'm fucking tired like be just being out and about and like doing stuff like that I was just like I'm like 
I'm exhausted. Like, I don't, I'm like, I kind of like, like, I would like to like continue doing this, but I was like, but I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it. I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally for sure. Like, I have to mentally prepare to go grocery shopping. And when I go grocery shopping, mm-hmm. I mean like Costco or Sam's. Oh, gosh. I yes. have to mentally prepare to go to those places even before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm shocked that there are not more murders that happen in either of those two places. You know, that's so true. Oh, I 100% that someone, I 100% uh, believe that someone has been killed in a Costco's and the employees clean it up because it's the employees that committed the murder. <laughs> and uh, and I, I do not blame them. 100% do not blame me. Uh, well, your cheese was traumatizing to me, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> In that vein, though, Kristen, you have some cheese as well. Well, my cheese is not as upsetting. <laughs> but um, I found out today that Randall Park is going to be making his directorial debut with a movie called Shortcomings, which is going to be an adaptation of a graphic novel. And in case the name Randall Park does not ring a bell. Oh, there we go. Um, He is the actor who plays um, the dad on Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, And if you don't watch Fresh Off the Boat, I highly recommend it. It's so funny. And he's also (laughs) the actor who played um agent Wu in um wandavision so um i think it's really cool and this book is actually um it's written by adrian tomine um and it is a comedic drama that follows a trio of young bay area urbanites ben tanaka miko hayashi and alice kim as they navigate a range of interpersonal relationships traversing the country in search of the ideal connection so um, just by, I mean, it, I, it could just be an assumption of mine, but just by those names, it sounds like the leads will all be Asian uh, actors and um, he is an Asian uh, as well. And so I love that uh, that is something that people are starting to take note of and make note and that there are, uh, there is a high um, a spotlight being put on how important it is to not just have um, people of color uh, in front of the camera, but also behind it. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I love I, I love Randall Park. He, I actually saw Fresh Off the Boat the whole the whole thing all over again, uh-huh. and I still cried at the se- as the, at the finale of the series. Uh, but oh, it, I haven't seen the finale. Oh, I, so I, good. I, I haven't seen it. One of my favorite lines <laughs> is when Eddie. Eddie's my favorite. The little brothers are good too, but, um, and it's funny when you go back and you watch the early ones, how young and tiny they were. I know. But um, I don't remember if it's the mom telling Eddie, she's yelling at him to use his third eye. And he's (laughs) like his inner thoughts, his, like his, his, um, his, like, uh, what do you call it? Your intuition. And he's like, my third eye. He's like, my butthole. <laughs> love that so much. And um, a small little trivia, like two, I think it was two or three, must have been two free comic book days ago. There was a free comic book um, 
that was given out that was a fresh off the boat free comic book. And the actors actually made their rounds, not to Heidi Hill Comics, but they made their rounds around doing signings on free comic book day. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, guys, it's now time for our book review. And what are we reviewing today, Jen? So today we are reviewing The Magpie, which is actually a Webtoons. But not only is it a Webtoons, they actually have an ongoing Kickstarter right now for volume three of this series. But The Magpie is classified as a drama horror piece. Uh, And... Uh, to give the synopsis, there is no escape from Pinewood. This is the one thing Amanda knows. At least she thought she knew until Trixie, the new girl, came to town. As the rules she once believed fall apart, Amanda soon faces the truth of her town. She isn't the only one that wants out. Amanda is left with a decision to fight the town's monster or join it and finally be free. So uh, The Magpie is written by Bones McKay and by Ursula Gray. So Bones McKay, he's the writer and co-creator. And I believe he is queer as well. And Ursula Gray is the artist. And she's a queer Canadian illustrator. I was actually going to do this as uh, my In La Libreria. But then I was just like, oh, it's volume three. So I was just like, maybe I'll just back it like by myself. But then I saw that it's actually uh, available, like uh, Webtoons and Tapas are both free platforms that you can read uh, online comics on that are usually like pretty great uh, to read on mobile phones, but you can also read it like from your PC or from your laptop and stuff like that, which is how I read it. But this series, like I, what immediately captured me was the artwork for it. And then when I learned that, hey, it could, it features like, um, uh, not just queer creators, but also a queer main character and a queer storyline, all based in horror and drama. I was like, fuck, sign me up. I'm going to read this shit. Uh, And then I did. (laughs) And then I was just like, oh my God, we totally need to review this for the podcast because it's like, it's, (laughs) I'm going to be real here. It is, it appeals to everything that I like and that I enjoy. So I was just like, uh, I immediately fell in love uh, with the magpie. That is super awesome. What an intro. Uh, yes, um, it's actually uh, Ursula Gray and, jo- and Bones McKay created a production company called McKay and Gray Productions. Publications, I'm sorry. McKay and Gray Publications. And they are everywhere. They're on Patreon. They're on YouTube. And on YouTube, um, uh, Gray, Ursula Gray, she does these uh, tutorial videos where she's drawing and she talks about like you know tips on what to do if you want to uh publish a comic book what what are the mistakes yeah what are the mistakes you most people often make um you know how to flush out your story i mean she has a lot a lot of uh content out there and they have like a lot of content out there too where they do a lot live streaming and stuff like that uh for their patreon for the people that sign up for their patreon um they are everywhere i'm just like astonished that they could keep up with all this social media it's super amazing they're on instagram and everything but up to i think they were in a relationship for 10 years before they actually just got married not too long ago. So this is another uh, wife and husband uh, publications company. So that's super awesome. And I actually started watching her YouTube and uh, some of the stuff she talks about, like 
it's like she's answering my questions like uh, uh for people who actually want to create their comic books i mean and she from what i gather she started creating comic books when she was 17 years old so this is amazing i mean oh, wow. like if you want like a lot of knowledge on somebody who has been in in the trenches for years you definitely need to check out their youtube video and it's under mckay and gray publications um I'm just going to start off right now. Um, <laughs> first of all, I started reading this. And again, Jen, I just want to thank you for introducing me to Webtoons because <laughs> I love this comic book. I love the artwork. It's black and white. Occasionally, mm -hmm. there's some color pages, like, uh, I guess, between the storyline. And it's just really amazing. Just, oh, my God, so good. Like, so good. Um so good in fact guys that me sarah after reading the first two issues on webtoons i immediately went to find their kickstarter because i was like where's volume three <laughs> and, and, and i googled and i googled until i found volume three on kickstarter and i and i backed it that same day so i'm just like i'm ready to know what's going on um, <laughs> but the characters are first of all the art is amazing the uh, the way magpie is drawn, the magpie, which is kind of like an entity, like a monster, demon, I'm not sure, um, is amazing. Like the use of black and white in this comic is so well done. And then not only that, the issue, the, the, the way they use the font in the way the characters speak is extraordinary. You give the character a whole different personality when you change their font for their dialogue. And and I saw it first uh, on, on Neil Gaiman's Sandman, and I see it here, and it's just amazing. It's funny that you say that because that's what I thought about, too, when they use, they use the flowing, beautiful script when it's the monster talking. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I thought about that, too, that, that they do that in Sandman. Um, sorry to cut no, you No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I think it is um, pretty... Uh, a pretty great, um, what do you say, coincidence that we had to postpone and we are recording today because today happens to be Trans Visibility Day. And um, both of the creators are uh, trans and they are, um, they work together and have so many amazing titles that after I read this, I started researching and looking. And um, of course, you know, the um the the title honey walls cut caught my attention <laughs> <laughs> but um honey walls is actually um a book about a trans man and written and illustrated by trans creators and it's written um and illustrated by um mckay and ursula and um they also have um a book called uh, oh, it's an anthology, Moonlight, and it's a queer werewolf anthology. Now, that oh. also got me excited. <laughs> I was like, I want to read all their stuff. Now, I'm not going to lie. It took me a while to get into this book again. I, I know you guys get tired of hearing my complaint, and I should just buy <laughs> a, um iPad. And the thing is, I think about it as being an issue until I'm sitting here reading these comics on my little tiny phone. But um, I was kind of confused at first and thought I knew what was happening, but wasn't 100% sure. And it was 
so appreciated that they did the little synopsis in between oh, the, yes. um, the like seasons because the first synopsis is I read it I was like oh yeah that's exactly what I thought was <laughs> just a reaffirmation of yes. what you read mm-hmm. yes and then I just kept reading and reading and I did the same Sarah as soon as we were done I was like what the hell I need to know what's going on. And so I was looking and and then when I saw that the Kickstarter was live, I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to wait. Um, but yes, I was so into it uh, by the end um, that I just couldn't get enough. So yes, also my millions of thanks to you, Jen, for uh, choosing this and sharing it with us and introducing us to creators who don't necessarily have um, distribution in the, uh, I, and I don't want to say regular because these days Kickstarter is a regular way to get your stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, and especially for um, uh, web creators, like uh, for like um, um, online comics and stuff like that, Kickstarter is 100% the way to go. Yeah. Uh, and then like maybe some of them get picked up like um, uh, check please, the hockey one by Nyazi, like that one was it. I believe it still is available to read for free uh, uh, online. But oh. she like she successfully kickstarted it, mm-hmm. and then it later got picked up. I think by first second, like uh, I believe it's first second. Yeah, I don't remember. First second finally like published it because I mean like once she like once the creators run out of the Kickstarter materials that they have. That's it. Like you can't get that book <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah. So the fact that uh, she got picked up to have it regularly published is amazing, and that uh, does tend to happen. But it still does not happen as often as you think it would. So a lot of these creators kind of have limited stock of what they can do and what they can sell. So you like you kind of want to snatch it up whilst you still can. Yeah, and actually, they also have an Etsy store, and I think they have uh, volume two of the Magpie, but I don't think they have volume one anymore. But um, yeah, well, actually, but it is available as a Kickstarter reward. I saw. I mm-hmm. oh man, I just got so excited. I just wanted to get the volume three, and I didn't go back oh, to no, read all have, of them. Yeah, oh. they have different levels because I was like, I would totally read this all over again in in an actual hold in my hand book (laughs) um and i was looking and yeah there's one of the levels where you can get both one and two oh i may have to to modify my pledge guys (laughs) (laughs) i was just so eager to get the story i was just like buy now buy now pledge pledge but anyway um i love the main character uh she's she's uh first of all in high school there's the high school dynamic she's definitely the outsider the freak Mm -hmm. they call her uh, some even call her a witch um she's you know she's a a person of color um which we later found out like i think in in volume two um but um she's constantly with her hair in her face and she doesn't want to talk to anybody but trixie she comes reminds me of ali sheedy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes right totally like ali sheedy even the, even the hair length was like ali uh-huh. sheedy in the breakfast club um but she's like she's she's very short she doesn't want to conversate with you she's just like please leave me alone kind of thing but then trixie comes along and she's just a ray of sunshine you know she didn't grow up in this town and all and 
it's like you see the yin and the yang like one of them one of them wants to leave and cannot get out of the uh, of the town and the other one just drove in and she's the ray of sunshine and she kind of brings her out of her out of her shell and kind of comforts her and tells her like you're not alone you don't have to be alone mm-hmm. like i like you i really genuinely like you and there was a point in the story where she's like i just she kind of starts to cry she's like i don't i don't know why you like me like like almost like she didn't deserve love mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. broke my heart and and that's kind of the level of of storytelling you get in this story is just really amazing. And then you have a monster and you have a little, <laughs> you have a little boy, you have two crows or two. I ravens. was going to say, when you say, when you mentioned level of storytelling, there are so many different facets of this story that all each individually are occurring on their own, but are all interconnected and, uh, and just like happening and, um, all of them are pushing the main story forward, but I am as intrigued of each individual one as I am with the next, like the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the men who are having an affair, like I yes. wanted to know more about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's, and then one of the men in that couple is married and is having mm-hmm. this, this, a strained relationship with his wife and his wife is is completely oblivious that anything is going on. And the wife is, um, uh, Amanda, that's her name. Um, her is that Amanda is the girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But the wife is her mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yes. And and so, yeah. And, and then yes, the little boy that she, that Amanda babysits and there's just all these things going on. And then, that book club what the hell is going on with that? <laughs> and, and everybody and, and you get the idea as the reader that a lot of people know that what is going on or that something is going on but you as the reader are not getting enough to know yourself what the hell is going on and that really mm-hmm. drove me to just continue to want to read it and the best part about this is exactly what sarah said it's available on webtoons you can read it for free you don't have to go to your LCS. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You can just download the app right freaking now. Don't even finish listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> go and read The Magpie uh, on Webtoons. It's just so good. It you really know, it, is. It's, it's so great because there's a book club of all the, the older women, the mothers in this town that get together uh, at somebody's house and for the life of me, they never talk about the book. I know. <laughs> it's just a place to, to, to just gossip. Yeah, yeah, it's all to, about chisme. Pretty much. That's what the book club is about. It's to, it's to, and they're so catty. I know. <laughs> and I mean, all I could think of was like, I was just like, oh my God, it's us. <laughs> but meaner. Oh my gosh, yes. They're so, us, but meaner. So Trixie has a terrible thing that happens in her life, which is why she goes into live into this town with her grandmother. And her grandmother is uh, one of the oldest women in the book club. And she uh, was a psychotherapist or a psychologist. Mm-hmm. psychotherapist. And uh, yeah, but she's one, the one that knows everything that's going on in town. So she's always talking some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Maggie's mom 
uh, Rabangi's mom is a person of color, but she also has uh, a skin condition, uh, vitiligo, Mm-hmm. And it's not something it's not something they even say in the comic book. They you just see it in the drawing, in the artwork. And we and that's not even something that's highlighted except for one part where uh she happens to leave because she wants to go home and wait for her husband. And the ladies stay back at the book club and they say, Well, it's a good something thing very mean spirited. Oh, so mean. She's like, it, yeah. oh, it's it's a good thing and she's racist. Blind. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's a good thing he's blind because who could love a face like that? Mm-hmm. Because I don't even think he, she know, he knows she's colored. That's what he said. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. Mine is blown. Like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not something they like highlight throughout the book or like rub in your face. It's something that is just there. It's a, it, just, it just happened casually. Yes. And that's a, I think that's a great example of just casual racism that mm-hmm. actually happens. That is like outside of like, and, and it's just, and I think it fits the horror themes in the book as well. Like, really well, actually. They do a great job. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's, it's a mix of like, there's a romance, there's like, there's a couple romances going on. Um, uh, but also there's very definitely a horror story going on mm-hmm. as well. And then of course you have the two men who are in affair. So there's definitely a lot of drama. You got like kind of the high school dramas going on between yeah. Amanda and like Trixie and like um, uh, her being a uh, social. And then outcast. that poor girl who got her face shot off. Oh yes. yes. I yeah. was like, Oh my God. <laughs> when they actually yeah. showed like the, the flashback, I was like, Oh my gosh actually reminded me of preacher yeah i know i was just gonna say it reminded reminded me of our space our space yeah (laughs) but um it it, in uh, the dynamic in the high school like you see the cattiness and like you know bullying and stuff but you you feel like as you read the story you feel this darkness this dark cloud over like the high school and the way they interact with each other like it's yeah it's sort of like the normal high school dynamic but at the same time you have this horror feeling behind it and it's just mm. it's really just amazing storytelling i got to say and the art really propels it and when we see the the monster the magpie the art behind that and how that was depicted was just like i i wow it's, it, the visuals are amazing are amazing and like i said the font for the dialogue it just blew my mind i mean they they hit all the right marks and like i said you want to read this guys it's free on webtoons you gotta go check it out and you gotta go check it out now because seven days to go for issue three uh volume three guys because you <laughs> need to know what's gonna happen yeah and be sure when you search that you include the because there yes. was another book that was just magpie and yes. i was like wait this wasn't what i was reading before <laughs> <laughs> this does not look familiar yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. but yes no i i really love this and i love how they upload their information on webtoons yes where, where it's so easy to read on a digital format and that's something that i think comicsology has not done yet mastered mastered or even attempted I don't know but um, I really really appreciate that because I mean at times I would read it on my iPad or at times I read it while I was on hold at work um, and then sometimes I read it on my cell phone so like 
um, it just is really, I guess it's really travel friendly. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know, do you guys want to uh, share more about your feelings about the magpie? I think we already shared yeah. all that we needed. I'm ready to <laughs> review the book. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So Jen, you, you go ahead and start. Sure. Um, uh, I love the horror aspect. I love the genre and I love the artwork for it. I'm going to give it uh, Tres Conchas and a Cup of Trampurado. It's a great book. I can't wait to see where it goes. And I definitely already backed them on Kickstarter for their book. It's a it's a great it's a great series um, uh, that even if you don't want to back the Kickstarter, you can still read it for free mm -hmm. and they're still going to be making it for available for free uh, to read. But if you like horror, if you like drama, or if you kind of like that YA feel of some stuff as well, I highly recommend the Magpie. Definitely. I, I think that that's uh, actually a very good, um, helpful descriptor of the book that it does have a YA kind of feel, but you all know that horror is my favorite genre. Uh, and so this was definitely right up my alley. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely and was happy to find out that um, I, what I thought was going on was actually going on, um, but still at the same time, not know what the hell was going on. <laughs> so um, I also gave it three conchas and a cup of champurrado and highly, highly, highly recommend it. And also loved all the extra cool content you got. Um, some weeks, it, the update was just like extra like character um, sketches or like just fun like pinups and stuff. So um, I think if I was reading it in real time, that would have frustrated me because I would have want to have read the book <laughs> of, um, to know what was going on. But being able to read it now all at once, but still getting stuck at, uh, at the third volume was... Uh, <laughs> kind of tough but definitely a lot for you to read and to take in before you have to um you have to wait so uh three three conchas and a cup of champurrado for me well it's gonna be three guys because i also rated uh tres conchas and a cup of champurrado and not only that guys i I feel that uh, the little character descriptions between the stories were like really appreciated yes, yes. because you guys, you kind of got a sense for their personality. And I really, really love that. Um, I am a big fan. Like I said, as soon as I finished reading uh, the first two volumes on Webtoons, I immediately searched where I can find volume three or if there was a volume three and was so happy to see that it was a current kickstarter and immediately before reading anything else i just pledged my money to get volume three not reading <laughs> that you could get all three volumes in a different um <laughs> different pledge so now i'm gonna have to go modify my pledge which is fine <laughs> because you know what reading it in a and and actually being able to share this book with other people in an actual book format would be really beneficial so for me it's gonna be tres conchas and a cup of champurrado and that guys has been our webtoons comic book review all right guys it's now time for on my radar Kristen, what is on your radar so on my radar this week is a marvel comic book that came out this week um actually today today is march 31st new comic book day it's wednesday we're recording on a wednesday this week um, and it is a book called Beta Ray Bill. 
If you've, oh my been, God. if you've been missing out on Beta Ray Bill, number one came out today. It is a limited five issue series. And oh my effing God, it was so good. So I hadn't really been reading much of Thor or anything um, around um, this. And so I didn't know really what had uh, been going on. But this number one does a real job, real good job of giving you a synopsis of what has been going on, what happened, why, where Beta Ray uh, Bill is um, at now in his life, how he got there. So um, just a quick little um, explanation. Apparently, um, if you don't know, um, Beta Ray Bill is the character in the Thor storyline that kind of looks like a horse kind of but he's not a horse he's like some alien something or other he's a horseman alien yeah (laughs) um and he um for whatever reason was able to lift Mjolnir so which means that he was worthy uh and so um the all-father Odin recognized this and made him his own um hammer which was stormbringer but apparently shit happened and he and thor got into a fight and thor actually destroys stormbringer and apparently stormbringer had the power to um for beta ray bill to be able to change back and forth between his humanoid form and his or space form (laughs) (laughs) and so now this whole number one was basically a very very heart-wrenching and depressing um like story synopsis layout um of beta ray bill being in a position where he's just lost he has been living in Thor's shadow for all this time. Thor doesn't recognize it or does he even care? I don't know. Um, He's in a quote unquote relationship with Lady Sif, but when um, she finds out that he can no longer change back and forth between his forms, that brings a little bit of issue to the bedroom. Um, And so he's just completely just depleted of like, any kind of like uh having any desire to do anything and Mm -hmm. uh it just honestly like my heart hurt reading this book and I love it when (laughs) I love it when when superhero books get me invested into characters like that um and the creator on this one is I can't remember um, off the top of my head, but let me see. Uh, it is. Um, oh, I can't. Oh, Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, and I think he actually I was reading an article that was saying that he also um, wrote Wonder Woman's Dead Earth. Um, which also, I didn't read that one, but the article was saying that there was kind of a similar theme where Wonder Woman was just at a place where she didn't know if she wanted to go on type thing. But I highly, highly, highly recommend this book. Um, You're getting uh, a very, very thorough character development, but you're also getting superhero action. You're getting um, monsters. Fing Fang Foom makes an appearance in this um, in this uh, 
issue. It's just, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, and uh, the art is actually really, really good too. So um, Beta Ray Bill number one, um, get it. It is the first of a five issue limited series. And I do not think you will be disappointed. Awesome. Now, does she have an issue that he can't turn back into human or that he has an, a horse face? It wasn't specific. They didn't go into it, but she was like, she didn't know that that was the case. And when you could just see on her face, like, just like this, uh, oh, like, I think she even tells him, I'm sorry. And he's like, you know what? It, it, don't even worry about it. And he just turns around and walks out. Aww. And it's just so, and leaves her there on the bed. It's just so wow. sad. <laughs> Damn. 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 That's, that made me feel really sad for him. I know. See? Oh my God. SMH. Poor Beta Ray Bill. All right, guys, it's now time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, Ooh. what do we got today? Okay, so today I wanted to share with you. Um, about a, I don't know, what do I call it? A program, a convention. Con well, it is a convention, but that's not what I, I really wanted to say. But regardless, um, it is um, ShiroCon, which is a convention that we, Comadre C Comics, have um, attended and participated um, in the past. And ShiroCon is a, um, is a, convention a comic convention that specifically focuses on uh women creators and um it the first one was held in the middle of um what's that mall called jen fox hills mall fox hills fox hills okay. mall yeah yes it was in the middle of fox hills mall it was so freaking amazing to see so many people coming to a uh, comic convention that was so widely accessible uh, and I am a very big proponent of um, creating access for comics to communities that don't necessarily have access and it was just so great to see all the different people that came out it was so widely attended they had so many great people I spent so much money that day <laughs> and not even in the stores at the mall but um they have a um, uh, a GoFundMe going right now, and uh, it is um, a fundraiser to benefit Hope of the Valley Rescue Mission. So um, they uh, are basically what it says is join us on a super heroic mission to help Shiro's who have fallen on hard times um, as part of their third annual pop up Comic Con. ShiroCon 2021 um, has joined forces with Hope of the Valley Rescue Mission to raise money to help build a village of tiny homes for homeless women in Los Angeles. Um, they're looking for a few good, quote unquote, Shiro angels. Um, so their goal is to sponsor three tiny homes. Each tiny home costs approximately $3,000. And so the initial goal will cover the cost of building one home and they're counting on um, the campaign to overperform so that they can help more women get a better living situation. 
So right now their goal is 3000 and they've raised $806 of that $3,000. And in case you did not know, unfortunately, Shakita Smith, who is the founder of Shiro Khan, um, just uh, put out a couple of days ago, um, at least I saw it a couple of days ago that they were postponing ShiroCon this year, yeah. um, that they had a lot of people canceling and that I guess they were going to try to move forward. And then it just, I mean, with COVID, it, it's just so hard to, to put anything in concrete, honestly. I mean, I, there's a lot of conventions right now that are saying they're going to be coming out in November and December and um, ShiroCon. 2021, I think was going to come out sooner than that. And so they've decided to postpone it. So um, they are instead putting some effort behind this community um, fundraiser to help um, build tiny homes for homeless women. So definitely check it out on GoFundMe. Um, it's uh, ShiroCon 2021, Tiny Homes for Homeless Shiros. That's the title of the campaign. That's super awesome. We should share the link definitely on our page. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. It, it's now time for En La Liberia. Jen, what do you have for us today? So today I have Nenetel of the Forgotten Spirit, a graphic novel on Kickstarter. So Ninadel is a spirited, spooky comic about a ghost searching for her family and dodging exorcists during the Day of the Dead festival. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So it's being written by Vera Greentee and drawn by Laura Mueller. And the way they pitch it is that if you're a fan of uh, Coraline or Coraline or The Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, then you'll love Ninetel of the Forgotten Spirits. So the one, the specifically the one that's here on Kickstarter is a limited edition uh, exclusive, and it'll have um, uh, the four completed issues that make up uh, the book in a hardcover, uh, and I believe they will have a, a soft cover as well. But uh, Ninetel is a sp- it is about a uh, it is a horror story about a ghost searching for her family during the festival of the Day of the Dead, um, uh, and because I believe she herself is already dead. So it's just it, I think it's the artwork for it is looks really beautiful, and Vera herself is already a YA author, so she kind of knows what she's doing as well uh, as well. Uh, she's, uh, she is best known for Grimoire Noir, which was a Yalsa great graphic novel of 2020, uh, and her uh, Victorian punk series, Recipes for the Dead. Uh, and she is, uh, part of Green Tea Publishing. Uh, so it's just, it looks absolutely beautiful, um, uh, and it actually has already hit its goal of 15,000 and it's currently at 21,907 wow. with 578 backers and eight days to go. Wow. So it is a, it is in, um, uh, which we call it in all ages, but it says like it's for kids and adults. But honestly, the artwork for it looks so, so beautiful. Uh, so if you want to support a story that looks very very heartwarming but still has like kind of those horror aspects and still is very culturally um uh, like about the day of the dead and stuff like that 
Um, um, then you should back Ninetel of the Forgotten Spirits. Awesome. Well, I have an uh, in La Libreria. It's called The Watchman Number One. It's a Kickstarter exclusive from Concrete Comics, who has returned with a new hero on the rise. And this is for issue number one. And this is uh, <clears throat> it's a it's Watchman Number One. As life takes a turn for the worse, Tevin Fields returns to Warren City, looking for answers as he takes up the mantle of the Watchman. The Watchman. <laughs> <laughs> When Army veteran Tevin Fields discovers that he is the lost child of Warren City's greatest crime fighter, he will inherit the mantle of the Watchman to protect the, <laughs> to protect his city from unknown forces while also trying to solve a mystery. So it's already reached its uh, goal and it has 22 days to go. And uh, it has 140 backers. And this is for issue number one and exclusives that are available only on this Kickstarter, which include um, cover arts, T-shirts, and all sorts of other con uh, content like uh, posters. So be sure to check that out on Kickstarter. And that is The Watchman, number one Kickstarter exclusive from Concrete Comics. And as you know, keep it concrete. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for saludos. And today, estamos saludando today because you guys know today is Transgender Day of Visibility, and it's an annual event celebrating transgender um, of raising awareness of discrimination faced by transgender people worldwide as well as celebrating their contributions to society so saludos to all our transgender brothers and sisters out there we salute you we celebrate you and we hope that uh, your struggles I don't know what to say about that I know it's really hard <laughs> I know it's really hard for you guys but and I think you guys are so brave to live your truth and and that's so that's what I am saludando today All right, guys, it's, it's actually the end of this episode. Where can you find us, girls? <laughs> so as always, you can find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres and on Instagram at Comadres y Comics. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Comadres, where you can DM us as well. You can email us directly at comadresycomics at gmail.com or... Uh, you can also see our last Platicas episodes on our YouTube channel at Comadres y Comics. Just search us and we'll pop right back up. Uh, we have some awesome interviews in store for you. So stay tuned for that. Please like and subscribe. Also, please be sure to rate and review our podcast on CastBox or iTunes or Apple Podcasts in order to win uh, a beer. Monkish ninth, <laughs> ninth anniversary edition uh, can release uh, exclusive um, and uh, the first two signed copies of lightning strike so be sure to check that out also we have a few entries in but we'd like to have more so please throw your hat in the your throw ring. your name in the hat your ring in the hat <laughs> Oh, you know, your hat I, in the ring or your, your name hat. In the hat? <laughs> your hat in the ring guys uh, so, <laughs> Anyway, so, and also there is a Patreon. Where can they find that, Kristen? 
Yes. So you can find um, our Patreon where we are a part of um, the Period Podcast Network, uh, where we are a podcast network that promotes and um, what did I say? Publish. There we go. Um, uh, podcasts created by women for everyone. And this is a collaborative um, Patreon. And so you can find us on um, patreon.com slash period podcast network. Excellent. Thank you guys so much. We have been your host. Thank you guys for listening to us. And thank you guys uh, for everything and all your support. Uh, we have been your host. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.